Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. BBN, we're here for another episode of Believe in Kentucky. My name is Vinny Hardy. We got the QB1 Jalen Whitlow in here. Back amongst the healthy, man. He was out last week. He had to, had to sit out with the illness, the stomach bug. Aaron Gershon from the Cats Paws. AG, man, glad you're back. Glad you're feeling better, man. That thing, that thing yeah. took a grip on you, didn't it? Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it knocked me out. God, I woke up with it Monday morning and didn't really get back on my feet till Thursday. So feel a lot better. Uh was at the last two games. So back on my feet, made sure I wasn't getting anyone else sick. No one else in the house got it. So thank God for that. And uh we're on our way out of it. Hey, good stuff. We got a guest with us here this evening as well. Uh does his thing covering the cats. Uh the sports director for Fox 56 News uh in Lexington now came up from from the Columbia, South Carolina way from the previous stop in Lexington now, Fox 56. Y'all be sure to check them out, everything they're doing there. Mitch Brown is here with us, man. Good people. Mitch, man, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you hopping on here with us. Man, appreciate you having me, Vinny. And, uh, man, I got to say, that's a good radio voice you got there, man. But uh, I'm excited. Wow, appreciate it. So I was, I was going, I still, I'm still going to have to do it. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to poke at you and tease you before we get off. But now you're making it harder for me to do that now, saying that. <laughs> I, I still gotta get you, and I'm gonna have to get your thoughts on it because it hit me the other day, and I have to see what everybody else thinks too. Let's see what you think, Aaron and, and Jalen, when I hit Mitch with what I've been been thinking about because I'm I'm trying to blame Mitch for something, and I'm gonna have to see. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> hey, you know, look, I'm getting it from both sides because you know October. Was October eighth? I remember that that game vividly. Uh, that mm. was that was the game the loss had tanked uh, Kentucky season and sent us to Nashville instead of instead of Florida. Yeah, uh, I'm hot about that one. Selfishly, uh, same, same. <laughs> and same. then and, and then you go to the top of January, beating LSU team. You're like, all right, man, this team's about to roll. Find out LSU stinks, and then they, you know, Carolina comes in here and they can't miss. I'm like, <laughs> what is it, man? That's the wor- one of the worst, three worst teams in the SEC, and they get crushed by them too. And it's just that's that's the loss that when they, if they're on the bubble still, that's that's the one. So the Gamecocks, man, I don't, I don't know. And so I'm saying, and see, you you came from Columbia, and then all this stuff happened. That's what, that's what I'm, it's the Mitch Brown curse. That's what I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm people say that because people say that because they stunk when I well South Carolina stunk in football when I was there at the end of the Will Muschamp era, and then basketball was terrible. And Frank Martin, uh, good dude, uh, but he was fighting for his life there too. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. <laughs> So you really are getting it from both sides. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Man. So I was just playing. You know, I'm just I'm just teasing. So you know, this ain't even that original because you already heard it before. I thought I had something. No, this ain't. No, that's like, you know what I, I had to realize I'm not the one on the court and I'm I'm just I'm not the Jimmy's or Joe's and I'm not the X's <laughs> no. So, you know. That's right. <laughs> You don't even you don't we you and I don't even get to ask Cal anything because he's there for five minutes and he leaves anyway. You got to learn basketball first, man. So. 
man, what's up with that, Eric? You know, we're supposed to be contractually obligated, you know, yeah. UK network and JMI, and you you just be dipping and letting letting Chin do it, or I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been doing this for five years. I took the one year in Indiana, and I was back by the end of last season, and. It was always during SEC play, Cal would talk before every game and you'd still get your two players. And then on Fridays, uh, during the SEC season, he would have the assistant do the Monday. The players would do uh, on Monday, they'd have two players. And then Friday, they'd still have two players in Cal. And then this year, the only two Fridays uh, Calipari did were Duquesne and Michigan State. We have not heard from him uh, before a game since then. And Man, when they win, he's he's happy to talk. He'll he'll take twelve to fifteen minutes. Uh, even the Georgia game that was nine o'clock a couple of weeks ago, I think uh, he was over twelve minutes on that one. Uh, but when they lose, man, especially if it's a late game or on the road, when the fans want to hear from him most, uh, he's quick. I mean, <laughs> my recorder last night had five minutes and twenty three seconds timestamps. I mean, that is ridiculous. And then you know. He made the excuse he wanted to go do radio, but before he before he left, he's like, I'm going to go do one segment and then send an assistant out. So he did apparently with uh, Tom and, and Goose there. He only did like five five minutes of radio and then handed it off to Bruiser Flint. So it's frustrating, man. I get why the fans are annoyed. I don't know if anyone wants to keep hearing all the Calipariisms and all the basketball Benny BS and all that, but I mean – you you want to hear you want to hear his some accountability. I mean, I was just talking to someone the other day, and Jalen. I, I mean, as a football guy, what if how would it rub you as a player if Mark Stoops just sent out an offensive coordinator, an assistant uh, after a bad loss? I mean, that just I, I don't I, and I know damn well that Mark Stoops would never do that. I've found him to be one of the best at answering questions after losses, uh, just over the years doing this. Yeah, I, th- I do think is um. When you put it like that, you know, put you know, kind of put myself back in the player shoes. That is kind of you know, that is kind of kind of weak, man. You know, right? You know, it is. You know, you got an obligation. I mean, you got a, you got a big boy job. You get a big boy paycheck. You got to answer the big boy questions, um, and that's just the truth, man. So, you know, I didn't even realize that till you brought that to my to my attention that he wasn't, you know. Kind of fulfilling his his role or fulfilling his duty to you know answer questions for the duration of time that he's supposed to answer them and the days that he's supposed to you know mm-hmm. do the press conferences. I had no idea of that because I don't really you know keep up with the that part of it. But um, but the fact that that's the case, I know for a fact that Mark Stoops would do that. I mean, no, I mean you you you've seen the losses that Kentucky football has endured since two thousand and thirteen. And he he's never bailed on him. Uh, he's never bailed on anything. So you know that's that's important. But yeah, man, that goes to show you kind of where he's at. You know, mentally. You know, he could say what he want to say when he does speak to the media. But you know, obviously something's not right, or they're they're not in a good place. Um, you know, when it comes to whether it's you know fan to coach relationship, whether it's you know a coach-to-coach relationship, you know, and I mean coach-to-coach as in Calipari to Calipari, you know, he he has some insecurity going on uh, when you can't, you know, you can't answer the questions and just say, yeah, you know, we got to do a better job of coaching them, you know. That's, I like to hear coaches say that. You know, I'm a coach. Anytime we right. take an L, 
I say, I got to do a damn better job. I mean, it is what it is. You know, players are players, but it's our job as coaches to put them in the best position to succeed. Now, if you get beat by teams that's just way better than you, then that's one thing. But when you're losing to teams that, you know, you've out-recruited or teams that, you know, is somewhat even, then, you know, naturally you fall back and look at the coaching. Uh, so, you know, as harsh as that is, it's Man, the truth. It's you know incredible. What and what's yeah, harsh as that is the truth, bro. I'll let you hop in on this, Mitch, but you're exactly right because you look at the games Kentucky's lost this year and, you know, the seven quad lo- one losses, which are seven or eight losses. And outside of the South Carolina game, I think, you know, a common denominator outside of, I think, Kansas, you just lost to a better team, maybe a couple other occurrences of that. But for the most part, man, like Michigan State's not good this year, but Tom Izzo's a damn good ball coach. Gonzaga's not good this year. Mark View's a good ball coach. Aaron, I, I got to stop you right there because I was talking, we were talking about it in today. The Champions yeah. Classic, the quote that has stuck with me all season since early on in November was Tom Izzo after getting the win over Kentucky. He said, well, you know what? I This this offseason, I had to adjust. I had to adapt. Right. The game has changed. Post-NIL, the game has changed. Post-pandemic, yes. the game has changed. Um, and, you know, you can you can either adapt or you can be like Joe Gibbs on his second stint in Washington. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I mean, for our NFC East people. Um, uh-huh. you know, it, it, the game, at a certain point, catches up to everything that you've innovated. And John Calipari is a dribble drive innovator. (laughs) But in 2023, you are not, especially the way these players are coming into the college game, they just don't play defense at the level that they want them to play defense at. At some point, you got to lean in and say, you know what? Can you give me a couple of timely stops? We just got to score more than the other team. The offense right. is an offensing for, for this Kentucky team. That's because they're taking 20 seconds uh, to run this floppy set, which when I'm on the baseline, guys, I'm hearing South Carolina coaches, LSU coaches, saying they're running floppy. Uh, you know, they're running Spain or, or – Triangle. Yeah, triangle like this. You know, whatever set they're throwing out there, they know what's coming. Um, and that was, that was the biggest takeaway for me early on in this SEC season. Now, did they get better? Um, you know, at, during that stretch, finding ways to 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 pull pull out wins. Tennessee, Texas A and M, those are two games that will help you. But again, you get to a game like this against an Arkansas team, like Jalen talked about, just a team that's on par with you. Uh, you got to yeah. be able to find a way to adjust and adapt. And last night was a clear indictment of what I've seen since I got here, October twenty twenty one. Just not the ability to adapt. You can you can muscle the inferior teams, but what about the teams where you need to change up the scheme a little bit? Yeah. And that's what, you know, when people gave him – there are some people, I wouldn't say a lot, but some people gave him a pass for the St. Peter's game because of the injuries. But isn't that uh, – some people did, believe it or not. Uh, you know, after they balled out in the Bahamas, it was, okay, they were just injured last year. Cal still can coach. Cal can still put a team together. I heard a lot of that, a lot of it around here. And I, I pushed back, but what am I? And But when you look at that St. Peter's game, all the injuries, don't you have to adapt to what you have? It's just ridiculous that this this coach, man, who's a Hall of Famer and has done so many great things for the game, and there's still some out there, like like Tom Izzo, like you said, with how he's adapted. 
um, even Mark Few to an extent, some of the old heads who are still having success, but it's just not happening for Cal this year. It's just not. And guys like Eric Musselman, Nate Oates, they're running laps around him. Right. And I don't know the. I don't. I don't know the. Keep the same energy. I guess is what I say. We we saw a few years ago. When I think Rick Pitino was at Louisville, they lost to Providence or something like that, and Rick didn't show up for a post game presser, and everybody laughed and clowned him, and oh, oh why didn't he? And so. If if you want to you know clown him or be hard on him, then you should be hard on Cal for absolutely the same thing. This whole free Doug stuff with homeboy from the <laughs> from the Blue Coast that flipped Florida off the other day. Well, again, Rick Pitino when came here in Louisville five six years ago flipped the crowd off on the way out of Rupp Arena. He sure did. PBN was ready to fight. Oh, get him out of here. Fire him. <laughs> oh, no, he's got to go. But now it's old Doug. Oh, man, it's all right. It's cool. Like, <laughs> he's oh, a blue coat. It's all right, man. So, <laughs> hey, keep the same energy. You know, it's like you know, San Francisco Giants fans in baseball. Y'all know this. Everybody else was tripping and on steroids. But no, 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 Barry, man. No, no, not that guy. Not, not Barry. So, you know. Always want to protect your own. You want to, yeah, yeah. When it's, you want to change it or move the target or whatever. So, you know, I'm just, just keep the same energy is, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, last thing I'll say is because I didn't hit on it is, you know, Cal's, Cal's thing. You know, it's, look, you know, it's, it's easy to front run uh, when you went in, but it's been tough last three years, you know, from the, the COVID sure year uh, to his team. Again, the parallels are there for this year coming up, too. I mean, you got injured guards. You got a gas Oscar right now. Um, it's about putting your players in a position where they can be used the right way to help you win games. And, you know, he is 100% right now getting justifiable criticism after he talked about, you know, Damian Collins being utilized more. And that was a question I asked in October or in January, and and I think I think it was Chin that it was either Chin, it was one of the assistants because we don't talk to Cal, no. and, <laughs> and I said, you know, uh, Damian seems to be finding, you know, he had a big role in the Alabama game last year. Do you expect him to evolve and be that backup five? And they said, yeah, you know, eventually, just working <laughs> him in. Um, but again, you know, it, the, the situational coaching has to be better, especially when you're eight games away from March. Um, and you need to to be out here, um, not putting your players out here every you know two times a week uh, to talk to us, man. Be the ambassador for your program. Media obligations. You're making your program money. You want to get that facility. You know, keep marketing, man. Keep selling it. Uh, but it's not looking like the gold standard right now. One last thing to wrap this one up. If the freshman class at Kentucky right now, if Kentucky does not win an NCAA tournament game, uh, assuming everyone gra- that graduates in four years. Uh, will have gone without an NCAA tournament win. Can you imagine saying that to it? Like pretty much any, I mean, I was a UK student. That didn't happen during my day. Uh, I don't know, Jalen, during your two years, didn't they win a national championship while you were there? No, they they, they didn't win it, but they we, were, had a, uh, we had a hell of a lot of fun. For, yeah, they, you guys were on NCAA, <laughs> uh, NCAA tournament games. You know, they, I was there. They went to the Final Four. Um, okay, two, yeah, yeah. What year was that? Uh, with um, 2012, uh, they went to, 2011. Oh, the, the Harrison twins would have been the 2014 Final Four. Yeah, yep. 2014. That was that was that was a blast. So yeah. I, I see why I see why you know that was just not not to veer off too much, but that was when I was like, okay, 
I see why students like to go to Alabama or Kentucky for basketball, even just, you know, regular students. I see why they like to go to these schools because it's fun when your team is winning, man. Like, hell yeah. You know, as football players, we were just all watching the games together and whatnot and just enjoying the fact that, you know, these dudes that we see in cats in academics and all the time, you know, balling on, you know, the biggest stage, you know, CBS and uh, True TV, whatever, you know, stations they play those, uh, those tournament games. It was just a blast, man. So I understand the frustration from a fan, student, you know, alumni perspective, man, because you, you know, you don't have to win the national championship every year, but you got to, no. you got to, you got to push for that sweet 16, elite eight, you know, yearly when you're kind of get to the second weekend. That yeah. That, that's yeah. like, that should yeah. be a yearly yeah. Um, Venable yeah. just beat Tennessee for whatever that's worth, y'all. Oh my god, that's not good for Kentucky, man. I mean, you it's, want that? It's, it's not, not. It's not. But I can't ever root for Tennessee, so I'm. I, I, I'm I hear wrong, you know, sixty-six. I, I guess they beat Bandy, so I don't know. <laughs> so, but yeah, Tennessee loses. You gotta win that game at Rupp. Yeah. What? What? The Tennessee game at Rupp? Yeah. Oh, both, yeah. Well, both yeah. of them, but yeah. yeah. But you, but but last night. And you still got to go to Fayetteville? Ooh. Oh, yeah, that Lord is going to be. Yeah, that's the, this is the Arkansas team that we all kind of, at least uh, I think we talked about before the year. I I picked them to win the SEC. Uh, Daryl wouldn't let me put it in the magazine. I had to put Kentucky first uh, in the preview year book, but I did pick Arkansas to win the SEC. Uh, obviously, that's not going to happen. You know, Nick Smith is kind of like a shade and sharp 2.0 over there. But uh, yeah. man, are they good, man? They Anthony Black is. Uh, you see why he he was the McDonald's kid. He's uh, he's special. Yeah, for sure. Getting back to Izzo too, because he somebody mentioned him too. Uh, when course, yeah, when Kentucky lost to Michigan State. Um, this dude. I mean, he's he's a good coach, won a championship. You know, I get it, but he's had a ton of ten loss seasons as well. And you know, I don't know if he gets a pass or or what. But I was looking it up because after the Kansas game, I think Justin Rowland tweeted out, um, however many. Let me see. Let me find it real quick. That he didn't have a lot of ten loss ten loss seasons for Kansas. Kansas has lost 10 plus games only four times in the last 34 years. Oh my God. Uh, probably don't talk about that enough. And he said, you can lose 10 games and still be good. Yes. But you know, Izzo has had 10, 10 loss seasons since he won that championship in 2000, 12 in his career, 12, he's been at 27, 28 years, had 12, 10 loss seasons. They're 15 and nine this year. So they're, they're probably going to lose 10 again. They are. Um, now, yeah, they're not very good. I'm just saying, y'all wasn't around when Tubby Smith was here. They stuck 10 lost Tubby, that nickname on him. <laughs> That's for, right. For a lot less than what Tom Izzo has done, and Tubby never heard the end of it. I'm just – I'm just, and look, this this championship, Izzo won, is, is a legal adult now. It's over 21 years old since he – I'm just – I'm just throwing it out there. You know, his his title is is grown. If it's a person, it's grown, can buy beer and do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. So it's that drought is long. Did you I'm I'm not trying to stop. Cal deserves what he's getting, but I'm just his old probably should get a little more heat and he never does. He's still a great final four coach. He's still a great postseason coach. 
And I was on that train that Bill Self. I was like, what, you know, what is what have you done for me lately? Like, shout out Hall of Fame coach. But, you know, last year until they went on that run and and, and seeing them last year, I just wasn't moved. Right. Um, but college hoops is a weird, strange lady. So March is <laughs> around the corner. Some of these teams could catch a break in the turn the conference tourney and then turn it into a, yeah. a, you know, a third weekend type of bid. But, yeah. yeah. The one stat, I don't know if y'all saw this, but Bill Self, Obviously, the Big 12 plays the, most of their weekday games on Monday, and he's been there since 03. He's never lost a home game on a Monday in his tenure there, and he's been there for almost 20 years. I guess this is his 20th season. That is like, can you imagine? Like, that would be in Cal, couldn't have lost a – he's lost two midweek games this year <laughs> at home. <laughs> Man, that's that's a quirky stat, dude. I mean, never lost a home game on Monday. That's – but that that's the majority they play majority that's the majority of their home game or their week games like the SEC is Tuesday Wednesday the the Big Twelve usually rolls on Monday so mm, interesting. Well, you guys were at baseball and softball media days for Coach Minjone, Coach Lawson. Season yeah. almost here. What did they have to say? What's the outlook? <laughs> uh, what's the prospects for? Well, we well, softball is pretty solid, consistent. We know <laughs> what. What you get with Coach Lawson, Coach Mins? What? Uh, I'll let Mitch go first, and then I'll go on my Ming own yearly rant, and then we'll probably never talk about baseball again because they're not going to be good. But go ahead. Uh, well, shout out Nick Mingeon. He loves uh, <laughs> that dad's favorites. So, He's uh, a great guy. I like him a lot. It's just... Great dude. No, but you 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 got to win, and you know, like you said, coming from Columbia, South Carolina, they were. You know, covering Mark Kingston and the Gamecocks, you know, it was about 10 years removed from winning the championships back to back. They're like, yo, this dude's got to go. We're like, we're not getting to the tournament. We're not getting regionals. You know, like, this is the standard here. So uh, apply that to men's hoops here. But, you know, like, they got to win. Like, it, it, there, there's so much they have to do that and accomplish this season, I think, for, for this staff um, to get another run, in my opinion. Like, I get it. You know, they're going to have 16 new transfers, you know, trying to be rotation pieces for this team, core pieces for this team. It's a different day and age in college baseball. The portal has affected the sport, you know, just as much as it has, as it has you know, college football. Um, but again, you know, you, you, you talked about it today. You know, they've been one or two, you know, wins or, or games away from putting themselves off of the bubble into the, uh, the regionals. Um, but that's not going to be enough. They got to be better in SEC play. They've got to win two of three against the Tennessees. They've got to win, uh, you know, against the Ole Misses um, and the Mississippi States. Like you can't just go and get swept in these series. Like they had lost. I forgot how many they had lost straight uh, weekend series. Oh my God, it was a crazy number for a while there. So yeah, they they got to find a way to win those games. And they talked about you know having to win his mentality and um, you know this and that. But again. Fans aren't going to show up at, at Kentucky Proud Park until it starts translating to wins on the diamond. Yeah. Uh, it might be tough, tough selecting this season. Yeah, that's a damn shame too because they put, I think it was $49 million to build that stadium, just went up in 2019, and it is sparkling, man. It, I've been to a couple of college baseball fields, and uh, it's right there at the top of what I've seen. Um, it is an awesome place that deserves to be loved on and have fans in the seats but you know the product hasn't been there and you know my issue just over the years obviously he started red hot in 2017 with all of gary anderson's players uh goes to the super regional and you're thinking oh man you have a great coach here's the national coach of the year 
and they have not been to the tournament since. And the last, you know, 2019, they were off to an awful start in 2020 before that year got got canceled. They were bad in 21 and they were bad last year until until the end of the season when they caught fire. And I think saved Minchion's job with that run, you know, to put it bluntly. Um, they, you know, they almost I think they got to the final four of the SEC tournament until, you know, they were tied in the seventh inning with Tennessee until the wheels kind of fell off and it wasn't enough to get in the tournament, but it was, it was enough to show there was some progress being made. But, you know, my issue in the portal is crazy with college baseball. Like if you think the college football portal is nuts, baseball, good luck, man. I mean, eight new starters for this Kentucky baseball team. And most of them are probably going to be from the portal. I think they brought in, uh, 12 kids this offseason something like that and they have like 20 on their roster who are portal guys so it's insane but um my issue man is recruiting locally with college baseball especially in this area i remember last year eku came to town and their whole roster is lexington richmond winchester what did eku do they beat them and they're voted in the top uh top 80 in the D, uh, d1 baseball poll and uk is nowhere to be found and tennessee man look at how they built their program all those kids, almost all of them, are from Tennessee. I, it's just college. There's so much talent in these SEC cities, and you build through the portal, and you hope you can have some success. But the SEC is a beast. I mean, it is. I don't know how many teams are ranked in the top 25 preseason this year, but I think it's nine or ten, and like seven of seven of the top ten. And man, the SEC. We all know how good it is at football. Baseball is probably its strongest sport, top to bottom. I mean, even Vanderbilt is a, an elite program so it, it is just it, it is a beast and uh they haven't gotten the job done and you know these press conferences every year they say the right things they win the press conference but you know they don't win on the field they have some good individual players here and there i mean they had some really good pictures last year a couple that got drafted ryan ritter was a great shortstop defensively uh got drafted in the fourth round but uh, they just haven't been able to build a, a strong enough team to really compete did you checking out the baseball games when you were there, Jalen? I know you went to. Yeah, you know, I think I've been to a couple. Uh, I always enjoyed going to baseball games, man. You know. Uh, the cliff was fun. To, yeah, softball games, too. It was definitely fun, bro. Like, it, you know, it, it, it was just, you know, on like on a Saturday or whatever, it was just a vibe. It was just, you know, yeah. if the weather was good, it was cool. Um, I can't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I was like, there all the time when it was cold and whatnot, but <laughs> when it was when it was nice and warm, man, I, I checked out a couple. You know, I checked out a couple. We, I mean, the students used to sit behind like right field. Uh, yeah, they used to sit behind right field and you know, and kick it. So, uh, you know, it, it, it was cool. Yeah, that's the one downside with the with the with KPP, which is Kentucky Proud Park. Yeah, I haven't been. It's worth it, but you know, at the cliff they had that parking lot right in the back, and people would just drive up and tailgate in right field. Uh, yeah. You can't do that at Kentucky Proud Park. There's just not a parking lot about there, but yeah. it is a, it's a great place. It's still a great yeah. place, but the cliff, there are parts of the cliff as big. It was like, you know, how people say like Fenway Park is our dump. Like the cliff was Kentucky's dump. The fans loved it. They showed up it, but the stadium, they needed a, they needed facilities to get some players in here. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I hadn't been to the new, the new stadium yet. Uh, oh, that's gorgeous. Check, check that out. I, it's brand new. So I'm sure it's yeah. not, but yeah. 
Hopefully, I'll, I'll check it out, and hopefully, I get a win when I do check it out. Yeah. John Calipari loves to point out that uh, the Philadelphia Phillies came to visit the facility and were blown away by it. They were trying to gain inspiration, I guess, for their Clearwater facility, and then they saw football, were blown away. They're like, "Oh, let's see basketball," and they're like, "Man," and that's what Cal. That's the rant he always goes on to try to get his new damn facility. So uh, the baseball facility, uh, in addition to the um, you know the the stadium and what the fans get is pretty pretty dope as well. And it's it's gonna be a tough ask, like you said, for a team that's on a drought from regionals and any type of postseason play to hit the ground running with a completely new team and you got a jail and there's all this pressure and you're expected to win and now you know you you you, you hit the portal last year and tried it and now you've basically reloaded again and it's it's just oh, man it's just an uphill climb in this league to try to get that done man. I, I will say it's cool these portal kids come from everywhere i mean last year and one of them was my neighbor here uh <laughs> he's from the university of hawaii i'm like well like what how do you even find these kids so it's pretty it's definitely i give credit to the scouting department because you know the kids they bring in usually do uh do pretty well they just there aren't enough of them and the pitching depth hasn't been enough and we all know pitching wins wins everything. Yeah, and I mean it's like it's like you win your midweek games, right? Like stop losing those midweek games, and you go if you go five hundred or or just a little bit above in SEC play, right? Like that should put you where you, yeah. you kind of need to be, right? Because yeah, I'm last not a baseball problem. guy, but midweek yeah. game. Yeah, last year that even like the 2019 team, which I think finished under five hundred. They won almost all their midweek games. They took care of the teams they should have beat, and they were just so god-awful in SEC. I think they went like six and whatever, and they just had no shot. But th- last year, man, they were losing to EKU. They lost to Ohio. Uh, I think they lost one to Western. Uh, it was just a it was a mess, and that, that can't happen. And, that you know, I'll give Ming Jeon credit. Uh, you know, what he was saying today made a lot of sense, how they went and – kind of studied the RPI and tried to build a schedule where, you know, some of those non-conference wins would mean more, you know, instead of beating up on uh, Western, you know, playing a, a, a Elon team in North, North, uh, Southern. Yeah. EKU who's good this year, but EKU. they weren't. Yeah. But Southern Illinois is a team that I think won their conference last year and they're, they were pretty high in the RPI. So going and finding a team like that to fit under schedule, I get that, but it doesn't matter if you don't win. And they I remember last year also they lost to Indiana 20 to 7. That was last year too. So Eesh. yeah, it can be having football scores to your rival. <laughs> yeah. Baseball like that. That's, That's right. And that was yeah, that was a that was a doozy. So we got uh go ahead, Jalen. No, go ahead. I was just yeah. So we had Tom Brady retire, but if he gonna keep this up, he need to just keep playing. If we if we just gonna be posing like this, we need to just just come back and play instead of just you know we gonna be modeling and stuff. I, yeah, that dude, I know y'all I saw think, the Bridget. Yeah, that dude, that dude, man. <laughs> he he he. I don't know what's going on. I know he don't want to retire though. I think he. I think it was one of those things where he's like, family is forcing him to retire. <laughs> you know, I, I do believe that. You know, I just don't. You know, he one of them dudes who he, he he'll play till he drop. You know, I think I think he's one of those guys. So, you know, I, like I said, I'm not believing it until I'm not believing it until like the third week of the NFL season next year. Then I'll believe that he's retired. You know, because I, I just 
this is hard for me to believe that he's going to retire. I just think, you know, the dude got more in the tank. You know, I think he got three more. The way he plays, he got three more years in the tank. He don't move. He don't get hit. You know, yeah. it's just sitting back there throwing the ball. He could legit play and start in the NFL for three more years. I really do believe that. I, I mean, I will say, because there is kind of a shortage on good quarterbacks, that if, if there was ever a time he could last three more years, it's right now. I mean, I he definitely had a down year, but that offensive line in Tampa was terrible. They had no run game, but – yeah, man, you can't get, doubt that guy. Uh, that's the last guy I would doubt. So, uh, but if this is the end, I mean, we got to witness the greatest there ever was. And as a Giants fan, he gave me two of the best, helped give me two of the best days of my life. So I appreciate that. Um, but you know, I, I have nothing but love and respect for him. But we'll see if it's the end or not. Yeah, no, as my sister went to Michigan, so obviously a little affinity there, but. Um, you know, I can't, I became a fan right after that. Drew Henson and, and John and Tom and all that left. But, um, you know, it, the one thing that I, I realized early on is I love, I love Drew Bledsoe watching him, and that was mm-hmm. great. And it was crazy to see the parallel, uh, between what happened in Dallas with Romo and whatnot, just seeing those guys. Oh my gosh. Seventh round. Like, those are some of the greatest stories that we've seen of quarterbacks. Like, you end up finding your franchise quarterback that started as like a third string guy. Um, and ends up being this franchise guy. It's pretty crazy, honestly. So um, the the legacy, I don't think will really ever be touched. Kind of like like Bron's like his his scoring record now. Like I don't think I don't think anybody else wins seven rings as a player. Mahomes is great, and 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 we're giving him Hall of Fame gold blazers already. He's only got one title, so may, might have two. But if you don't get this one, it's tough, so. in NFL, man. It's tough, and to win seven is crazy. Yeah. Seven. Seven is nuts, uh, you know. But this is why I don't believe, in, and I'll go on my soapbox anytime about this. I'll, 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 I'll rest on this hill. I don't believe in like judging guys on championships, man. Like, you know, like you can't tell me that Aaron Rodgers is not better than some of these guys who may have. Like, you can't tell me that Aaron Rodgers is not better than Eli Manning. It's a fair point. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll give you – Eli Manning's my favorite athlete of all time, but I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you. but you got to be honest. You know no, I, I am. I yeah, am, I know, I know. That, like, no, that 2011 personal, playoff game. Personal. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you can't – like, come on, man. Like, nah, I can't deny Seven, seven can't Super Bowls, bro. Like, that, that is ridiculous. Like, most people don't even make it to the playoffs seven times. Playing yeah, no, 15 what? years in the league. <laughs> I and mean, like, and, and like, and like, you, you people will point to like Tom being like this game manager and check down guy ladder the, the latter part of his career. You just throw on the the 07 highlights from on YouTube, man. 07 was insane, man. Yeah, it had a great ending too. Yeah, it, it takes a lot. Of, <laughs> it takes a lot. A lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things got to go right uh, to win seven. A lot of things got to go right to win one. I always tell people, yeah. Allen Iverson doesn't have an NBA championship. He don't. He's, in my opinion, in my lifetime, he's one of the best players I've ever seen. Carmelo, how many does Carmelo have? Zero. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, come on, man. Like, you know, I think, you know, people are going to, if people can say Brady's the GOAT, you know, I I don't, I personally don't think, when I think of the GOAT, I think of the best player at that position. The best player at that position to me, you know, is Aaron Rodgers that I've seen. Now it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But when you factor in everything, the system, the team he played on, you know, uh, the guys around him, you know, everything, the championships, it's easy to say 
Michael Jordan. It's easy to say Tom Brady. Like, it, it, I mean, you can say that because people see championships. But, you know, and, and we could talk about the LeBron thing, but you can't – I mean, in my lifetime, I've never seen an athlete like LeBron. This dude is like – I've never seen that. Like, I've never seen – and people may, people got their, their thing for Jordan, but just look at just overall basketball player, overall football player. I don't think that Michael Jordan is an overall better basketball player than LeBron James. Like in every single category, LeBron is better than Mike, except for what this, you know, this killer mentality people like to talk about. Uh, but if you look at it, just, I mean, check out the stats. If you want, you know, check out the impact on the team, check out the teams that he took to, <laughs> to the Eastern Conference Finals when he was young in Cleveland. Dude, oh dude is like, dip. like, mm -hmm. I mean, nobody has ever done that. Like nobody. Not one player that we could say who was a GOAT who ever took a team like that to the Eastern Conference Finals and took some of the teams that he took to the Finals, took took them. I mean, you can't – I mean, I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. You know, and so I think the other night that when he beat – when he surpassed Kareem, I was like, yeah, this this should do it for the conversation, at least the people in my age group. Now, I get the people – I never watched Michael Jordan play, so I'm not going to sit here and say that I have and watch games. I've only seen highlights and like short clips. So I'm yeah. not going to say that he's like, you know, should be better than LeBron to people who watch Mike. I can't say that. But the people who my, the people my age and the people who are around my age, how do you say that he's not the greatest? Who's better than him that you've seen night in, night out? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't, I mean, you can't name one. No. Like he's that, the, the closest that I can name to, and this may throw some people off, is Shaq. Shaq was the most dominant basketball player that I've seen. He's definitely like, dominant. Yeah. He, I mean, he he single handedly he he can beat you just mm -hmm. by just throwing him the ball and you fouling him. You know, he's not going to make all the free throws, but you're going to you know like just I mean, he just he mastered owning the game, and I just don't think nobody can touch uh, what LeBron has done. And don't even get into like off the court stuff. I think he's the greatest athlete of our time. You know, he's never been in anything crazy. Right. He's, you know, he kept yeah. his head on straight. The people around him, he put them on and, and blessed them with opportunity. I mean, how can I don't see how people can like hate this dude? Like, I just see so much vitriol for LeBron on Twitter. I'm like, man, like, I don't, I don't get it. But hey, again, going on, yeah. going on the soapbox thing. But at the end of the day, my, he, he, I mean, it's hard not to say he's not the greatest. And my only personal gripe with LeBron is he came to Greenwich, Connecticut for his decision uh, when he signed yeah. with the Heat. And that's my hometown. So he's five minutes from my house. Actually, he was at the Boys and Girls Club and my best buddy from home, his little sister at the time. I don't know how old she was. There's a picture of LeBron on her shoulders. It's like, oh, my God, he's in the New York suburbs. He's coming to the Knicks. Nah, of course not. So uh, that's my only gripe as a, as a Knicks fan and. You know, enduring misery there, uh, him picking the heat. And uh, I know Mitch said it before the show is a heat fan. So glad you guys got that. But uh, yeah, that's my one gripe. You came to my hometown five minutes from my house uh, to sign uh, with the heat instead of the Knicks. I, thought, I, <laughs> I cried. I cried. Decision. I thought you said the decision. <laughs> he cried. Wow. Oh, I didn't cry. I was just. I I mean, you saw all the ESPN that day. I don't know if it was Woj back then. I know Broussard and Windhorst were the guys I remember who were all saying the heat. So kind of like I knew it was kind of going to be that. But it was also, why are you in Connecticut? Like, why are you five minutes from my house? Like, something's up. But nah. so 
I oh, should well. go say he like big time the little girl or something. This yeah, is about, this is about him not coming to the. <laughs> oh no, no. Not to the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very selfish. It's very selfish. <laughs> As a fan of an irrelevant franchise, uh, the most relevant irrelevant franchise probably in all sports. A hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. yeah. That's that's the badge that they have to wear. Unfortunately, man. That's yeah, that's a joke. But I. I never thought Kareem's record would be broken. I, I mean, no. he kind of snuck up on me with it. Once when Carl Malone faded out about fifteen hundred points away, I'm like, well, that's all right. It's a wrap. It's gonna be Kareem's forever. And then next thing you know, LeBron's. Yeah. It's like Kareem watching. Like, whoa! Like he it snuck up on me because I just thought I just well nobody's ever gonna get that. And then boom, he just tracked it down. And next thing you know, he's you know, the durability. It's insane. Because everybody else we've ever seen at 38 is pretty much low key washed or flat out washed, and they're just hanging on, getting nine points. Uh, or or Udonis Haslam. Well, he's still hey, easy now. Easy now. <laughs> <laughs> he's still pull- I, That blows my mind. No, like that is crazy. He's still on yeah. the team. That is awesome. Udonis yeah, like, Haslam is a is a coach. No, I love it. I love it. I am just because y'all saw it. Tyler Hero try and throw an alley oop to that man doesn't mean he can't play anymore. That's on Tyler, man. <laughs> hey, but I, the craziest thing is, I think, and this sounds crazy, I think LeBron got like two more decent years in him. Oh, yeah. He can, where he can average 23, 22, 23. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's crazy to say, man. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy to say. I, Man, it's just, it's crazy. He He's doing more now than he did when he was, you know, 30, 29 yeah. years old. I mean, no. he, he's averaging more now than than ever, or something like some crazy stat I saw, uh, which is crazy. That, that's what that's what's crazy about him and and Brady. Like you know, you, you all want to think of NBA Giannis, all these young guys. You know, Jokic was one of the last two MVPs, whatever. Football, Mahomes, you know, Allen, Burrow, those are the guys. You know, Brady, not this season, but last season, led the NFL in passes. While we're all talking about those guys. LeBron, you know, we're talking about all these young guys. He's averaging 30 points a game still. It's just, it's nuts what those two guys have been able to do for such a long time. And especially basketball, you know, the wear and tear that has on your body, the stamina it takes to be doing it at his age for so long. It's uh, it's incredible, man. That'll probably never be done again. Shout out to Tono. <laughs> just my, my last thing is, you know, he's LeBron is the greatest for me because of my lifetime that I've seen. Same. You know the entire totality. The way I know Michael Jordan is, you know, the late the late Bulls years, and being a DC native, you know, watching the Wizards, Michael Jordan, who was watched. Oh, that's right. That's but he was still, he was, he, I know he would still give you twenty. He would still give you twenty a game, and and he was still he could still go. It's just that knee that knee messed up. He had a real. They were on they were on track um, to have a, a playoff year. Um, and then That's that right. knee started messing up, um, and it was over from there. But but still, the allure of MJ. I don't think anybody will have the allure of MJ ever. Um, I think Ron is is close. Um, Kobe is close, and I don't even want to compare them. They all have their unique allure. Um, mm-hmm. But but you know, LeBron's the longevity, um, the different versions of himself. Like you remember the baggy shorts, Miami Heat, LeBron. He couldn't really shoot. Um, and let JJ Barea knock him off his block. <laughs> um, and then to, to turn into 2016 Bron, 
um, and average a triple double in the finals. Uh, it's it's crazy, man. So yeah, it really is. It really is. I gotta go back to Aaron Rodgers though, Jalen, because hmm. being the is he great? Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. Does he have a championship? Yes. A lot of those exits, home losses in the playoffs, and oh yeah, the Lions. My favorite one is 37 20 in 2011. I mean, just the Niners. He's never beat the Niners, and that, you know that's where he's from, and all that. And he's mad that they didn't draft him, but he can't beat them. Does that does that not put some chinks in his armor for you? Or I mean, he definitely he definitely got chinks in his armor. But I'm talking for more of a you know more of a a, a just a a pure quarterback yeah. talent standpoint, like throwing the football. He's the yeah. best that we've ever seen. Um, Tom Brady is not even top ten when it comes to just throwing the football. Now Tom Brady's a, a better overall leader and overall winner than Aaron Rodgers with just pure talent at the quarterback position. Um, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are light years ahead of everybody else. They they do things that I play quarterback and, and I look at them and like, man, ain't no way in hell. How do you even do that? Like, you know, <laughs> it, it's, and I'm talking like, you know, stuff that there's quarterbacks that start in the NFL who like, Look at those two guys, like bro. Like I, I know I can't touch that. And they started in the league, so they are so far ahead of people just throwing the football from every body position, arm angle, um, arm strength. You know, pinpoint accuracy. Um, you know, being able to adjust their footwork, mid drop, and throw balls. You know, across their body, off platform. It's just, it's unreal, man. And you see a lot more kids nowadays trying to do it, but. They they do it under pressure. They do it under duress and tight windows and big games. That that's what makes it different. Uh, um, you know, so that's why I say that he's the greatest. And again, Patrick Mahomes is quickly taking that thing over, but he's the greatest talent at quarterback in the pocket that we've ever seen. Uh now again, it's hard to have this conversation with people because you know quick they're gonna quickly say seven rings. And in the conversation, <laughs> and I get it, you know, I get it, but I'm I'm not talking about that per se. You you nobody will ever touch Brady in that. I don't think. You Hell know, no. <laughs> at least not right now. No time soon. No. But when it comes to you know, it's almost like it's almost like the Allen Iverson thing. Like you know, nobody. It's hard to find somebody who can touch what he did. Uh, but they got to quickly bring up somebody you know like Curry and say rings. But at the same time, is Curry really a point guard? Is he handling the ball as Allen Iverson did? You know, so this thing can get, you know, you know how that bar, I mean, you know how that barbershop conversation gets. But, you know, I just think, you know, uh, what he did for the game was, was you know, just unbelievable. Speaking of Tom Brady, I think, you know, inspired a lot of guys, inspired a lot of people, inspired a lot of quarterbacks. So uh, he definitely going to be missed. It's a whole era gone. You got Drew Brees gone. You got uh, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning. Um, uh, uh, what's the kid that Roethlisberger? Roethlisberger, Chargers. What's the Chargers quarterback? Rivers. Rivers. Mm-hmm. Rivers. I mean, you got all of those guys. Aaron Rodgers next. I mean, you got all of those guys that I grew up watching. You know that inspired me to, you know, do what I did. You know, that's leaving. That's getting out of here, man. That's that's retiring. So. It's time for a new new crop of guys. Now you got the, the Mahomes, the the Lamar Jacksons of the world. Uh, 
you know, Josh Allen's and all and Joe Burrows and you know those guys and leave a legacy to themselves. But it's been it's been good. It's been good. It's been good to see. Oh yeah. Soon to be the Will Levises, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I was just watching a video. I was just watching a video on that. Uh y'all know who JT O'Sullivan is? Yeah. Oh man, he rings a bell. Yeah, used to play quarterback for the 40. He played for Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, he he was just talking about quarterbacks in the draft and the quarterbacks that he, you know, he he does a breakdown, a film breakdown of all of these guys. Uh he broke down the Will Levis against Georgia 2022 game. Um, you know, he broke down the Anthony Richardson, he broke down Bryce and CJ Stroud. And he got some really interesting takes. Y'all should go check it out. That's good enough. Um, you know, he he's speaking from a he know a lot of these coaches in the league. I mean, he played like 13 years or whatever in the NFL. He bounced around, but um, you know, he got some really interesting takes on Levis and 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 a lot of these other guys too. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. You know, and but Colts, Raiders, all these names have been thrown around in mock drafts that you know, Will, Will Levis could be with you know Car gone and Indies haven't needed a quarterback. Kentucky fans would love it if he. I mean, if he's in Indianapolis, they could pop up there and, and see yeah. him. A lot of Kentucky fans would become Colts fans uh, pretty quickly if that was the case. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And going back to Aaron Rodgers again, hopefully the you know the darkness retreat is is going well. <laughs> what the hell is that, man? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I mean, I'm all for mental health, but I don't know what that one is. Yeah. So, I think that's is, he, is he back in Green Bay or is he going? Where, where y'all? It's probably go. I think he's back. back. Yeah, usually that's how it ends. Uh, I'd probably say he's going back. I think if he goes anywhere, it's Vegas to play with Devontae Adams. But uh, all my Jet fan buddies back home, I think, will be a little disappointed when he decides. Yeah, he's either back or or he goes to Vegas. I, I don't really see it either yeah. any other way. Like he's not going anywhere cold anymore. Like he, he's nah. done. He's, he's going somewhere. I mean, even though the desert gets cold, but, like, it's Vegas. San Rogers, yeah. like, yeah, he'll be fine. Rogers and back with Devontae Adams, who, yeah. I would, I would love fit. to see that. I would love to see that, though. Yeah. And you can't you can't lead the Packers and go to the Jets. You can't do the No, Favre. you can't, can't do the Favre. Follow his the Favre, wash season. Yeah. Oh, man, I would, yeah. Not, I don't want even the thought of the Jets having a real quarterback. It's too much fun the way it is. <laughs> So what do y'all got for Super Bowl picks? How you think it plays out? You going with your head, going with your heart? How's it play out Sunday? Yeah, I'm going with my head. Uh, I definitely am rooting for Kansas City. I haven't had a really – trying to think. I haven't really had a a dog in the fight in the Super Bowls probably since the last time the Eagles were in it. Uh, Just like given the Giants' history with the Patriots, I've never really hated the Patriots. Um, last year, you know, I wanted my friends here happy with Cincinnati, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't really, I just wanted a good game and got it. So this year I'm definitely rooting hard for Kansas city, but, um, I just think Philadelphia, man, that they have the best offensive line in, in the league by a lot. Uh, they sacked the quarterback in a, r- a ridiculous rate for 10 plus sack guys. Uh, and I just think, I just think they're too talented. It's basically an all-star team they've got there. Uh, I mean, you saw what they did to my team. You saw what they did to San Francisco, who's even better, uh, quarterback or not. They just dominated that game in the trenches even before Purdy went down. So, uh, I like Philadelphia, uh, hopefully Kansas City can hang around, but 
I just think Philadelphia's got too many dogs to uh, to keep up with, especially with the uh, the injuries at corner and receiver for the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I just to be honest with you, I just want to see a good game. Uh, yeah. But if I had to pick one, um, I got to go with the Eagles because of the injuries. If I if Kansas City was you know seventy five percent strength at receiver and at quarterback, I will go with Kansas City, but. I got to go with the Eagles just off, you know, because just off sure health. And I do think yeah. the Eagles have a better roster, but I think Kansas City has the the better, the best player in the league, arguably. So, one hundred percent, you know. So, I want to go Kansas City because I, I, I think I love what Andy Reid and uh, and the uh, what's his name, the offensive coordinator, yeah, Eric uh, Benemy. Eric Benemy. I mean, I do need a head coaching job ASAP. Yes. I, I, I love what I love what they do on offense. I love how Mahomes play the game. You know, Travis Kelsey, tight ends are like, I love tight ends. You know, I love coaching tight ends. Like, that's like my second favorite position to coach. Um, so I just think, you know, my heart loves uh, the Chiefs, but, you know, my brain got to go with the Eagles just so just, you know, just sure common sense. You know, I think it's a, it's a common sense pick if you just look at, you know, what's going on with the Chiefs health-wise. And what's going on with the Eagles? How how well they're playing right now? I mean, they they playing about as good as you can play. Uh, Their team is stupid good. <laughs> it's stupid. I don't know how I don't know how the hell you block those front four, man. Oh, I don't know how. You, I mean, how is Brandon Graham still good? Like, he's so like, good. He's I'm been like, so good for fifty years. Him and Fletcher Cox yeah. are so good, and they've been yeah. doing it forever, man. They, I feel like they've been playing with the Eagles since I've been in Little League football. They've been destroying my life for 10 <laughs> I mean, years. They've been in there forever. Oh. And, you know, for them to get, you know, Fletcher Cox, 112 years old, and then they draft Jordan Davis to pass the <laughs> I know. As they, oh. you know. Just saw him in Georgia. Now oh. NFC East people got to deal with him oh. for the next and they, you know, future in Philly. You know, the Giants were in love with Devontae Smith during the 2011 draft, and that was their pick. And then the Eagles trade with your Cowboys, take Smith over them. The Giants, instead of taking Micah Parsons, decide to trade down for freaking Kadarius Tony. So that's another anger. I've mine. never understood the Kadarius Tony pick. I never understood it. Trading him away or trading down and taking him? Drafting him. I, yeah, I, 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 I never, I didn't either. I tried I never, to. Yeah. yeah, I tried to get on board with it, like the fan in me, but I never, you know, I did obviously like the fact they got a first rounder for the, the following year. Uh, I'm still hopeful Evan Neal can get it turned around at some point, but uh, I like that aspect of it. I thought they got good value, but if you're going to trade down to that 20th pick, man, you better get it right. And boy, did they get it wrong. <laughs> you a Commanders fan, Mitch, being from D.C. or? no. <laughs> Uh, you know, it was always me and my my pops. It was one of our, our, our it is one of our favorite pastimes to hate watch the the Commanders. Um, I, I covered them for a while, um, so that was fun. The Kirk Cousins years. Um, so I've been riding with Kirk for a while, man, and watching him just just crap the bed in prime time perennially. Hey, I mean, that great guys too. He did, man. But again, when you put him in the lights, what happened? Monday Night Football, they got well, crushed yeah. out. Uh, that fourth and eight check down. I, I mean, I loved it, but I just uh, I had to look at the TV so many different times and be like, it's not really. It's actually this game's over, right? Like that's what they do. That is what they do. 
but no, I'm not. I, I was I, I was a Cowboys fan for the longest um, up until the, the 49ers um, Cowboys playoff game last year. And I, I that was when I knew I was done. Um, <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm done. So going to let your ass down. And I told Cowboys fans they were all invested. You know, as a Kellen and, and Mike were back and Dan Quinn back, they're excited. They're excited about the regular season and this and that. I told them Trey Zeke, told them Trey Zeke and his contract three seasons ago because Tony Pollard is the one. Didn't listen, mm-hmm. and and I said, you know what? I said it's probably going to end the same way. I said they're going to end up playing the 49ers, and they're going to get <laughs> they're going to get dominated once again. And what happened? They let their ass down again. Uh, dude, you're talking to poor Vinny here, who's a diehard Cowboy fan. Man. I, I'm done, man. I don't know how you guys uh, do it, man. I, I, <laughs> I don't know I, how I, they I do it. There, I rode. I had the Quincy Carter jersey, man. Um, I, I, you know, I was there for, for Tony Roma. I remember I was in the basement when they fumbled that snap. Oh, uh, I oh man. Yeah, man. It's, oh. it's, I can't do it anymore, man. But all love, I was, I was hoping that they would, you know, be a great like reverse jinx. But, um, I watched that game, arms crossed, legs kicked up, man. It was just like, here we go again. I hear you. I, hear you. I guess I'm, I'm a fool on here because I don't have the common sense to pick Philadelphia. I'm going to Kansas City. I hope you're right. Trust 20, me. 27 21. They're going to find a way somehow, some way. Andy Reid ain't going to punk out to his old team. That's, you know. Yeah. I'm, taking, I'm taking Kansas City too. I'm right there with you, Benny. Um, kind of similar score. I'm taking it 28 24, Kansas City. Uh, I hope y'all are right. Hope you guys are right. I mean, I can't. I did it. Oh god, they're the worst. And I, I mean, I picked Kansas City to beat Cincinnati because I really like the Chiefs D line. But my concern, man, is that Eagles. Jason Kelsey is the best center I've ever watched. I mean, he is a menace up there. Landon Dickerson's really good. So I mean, maybe they can move Chris Jones around. But man, that Eagles line is. God, are they good? <laughs> it drives me. Lane Johnson and his little false starts. It's <laughs> it's just they 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 got to you know they got guys the play the thing is the Eagles man they got guys I respect as players like I love Jalen Hurts in college but the fan like Mick just said the fans are the worst they just are it's ruthless man I mean I I grew up two and a half hours from Philly and I always wanted to go to a game there to see the Giants and my dad was like. Hell no, we're not going. Like it is not safe, and I never understood why. And then as I got older, I realized he was probably saving us. So, um, you know, it's uh, I uh, hope go go Chiefs, go Chiefs. <laughs> and speaking of that, too, last thing before we wrap this up, you 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 being from Connecticut, a Giants fan, yeah. Um, it's old news now, but still, what what in the world? Was the social media person for the Empire State Building thinking after the Eagles beat the Niners, talking about lighting up the building green, tweeting out "Fly Eagles, Fly"? What is the? What are we doing, New York City? This is what the York hell was that? What? Yeah, and they printed the T-shirts within five minutes. So, you know, Philadelphia owns New York. It's I don't know. I mean, I really have no. If they do it and they win the Super Bowl, I mean, there might be protesters outside. I don't know. It's a uh, stupid um, brain. I don't know. I got nothing. It was very. I when I saw that tweet, I had to look it over several times to make sure it wasn't like a clown account or something. Like a parody, yeah. Yeah. So it was like just if 
be like the fifth, third building, the blue building in Lexington, yeah. lighting up orange when Tennessee won the SEC or tournament. Or red, red when it's they won the 2013 National yeah. Championship. Right. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So I don't know what uh-huh. NYC is doing. Why? Nobody in Dallas or D.C. Yeah, I mean, I just – Anything my, green when Philly yeah. won the conference. I don't know what New York was doing. I yeah, one of one of my buddies who's a big Jets fan was like, ah, oh, you're overreacting. I'm like, all right, if the, when the page, if the Patriots win again what, what, and they do that, what would you say? Is it gay? You're right. I'm like, uh-huh. That's yeah, what I thought. I, yeah, so I just had to get that off my chest, you know. Cause uh, the, next thing you know, the, the Red Sox will pull another World Series out of their ass and they'll let it red. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you – you know how the NFC East is. It's just pure hate. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't, I didn't understand, you know, how you can light the Empire State Building green and and then tweet out "Fly Eagles, Fly." I was, I was disgusted. I was, I was disgusted. Yeah, yeah. I, I was following that account and I unfollowed it right away. <laughs> that that, that loses a follow for me. Did, did they come out and say that they got hacked? Nope. Oh, they they like doubled down on it. People were clowning them and they were like the. You know, they stood by it. They died on that hill. That's like what everybody do nowadays. Do some dumb stuff and come out and oh, I got hacked. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I didn't understand that at all. But I thought New Yorkers were more proud than that. They are. Yeah. Not not the folks at the Empire State Building. They don't speak for us. Yeah. Man, what y'all got coming down the pipe at Fox 56, Mitch, man? Man, you know, uh, we got this Sunday, this new Sunday show. Uh, it's called DOT Overtime, uh, Sunday nights at 11 o'clock. So we try and, you know, when we can, you know, during the, the regular week grind, you know, get some some analysis out there we don't have time for, you know. And, um, you know, it's it, it's it's different than just the like, oh, it's a both side, you know, we're going to – here's Cal, you know, and it's 20 seconds uh, on a press conference. We're actually going to dive into it. We're going to have some guests as we get in closer to March. Uh, tournament time uh, to kind of break things down for us on the on the college hoops front here because uh, there might be some college some Kentucky teams here dancing. I don't know if it's going to be UK just yet, but um, you know you got some of those mid majors that are making noise. So we're just going to cover from every standpoint um, for everything that matters. You never know where our viewers are from and where their interests are from. So we try and try and hit on just about everything. And obviously, you know it's about that time high school hoops man about to mm-hmm. about to really pick up. Um, so that's been fun, just being on that trail, man. Uh, this Frederick Douglass team, they've got some minerals. Lex Cav, um, it might be a Sweet 16 team coming from Central Kentucky again. So I'm, I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah, it's, it's really, literally right over in the corner. District tournaments yeah. about to start and it's about to be fun, man. These three or four season, regular season games left. So these, you know, time for the high schoolers to be peaking at the right time, man. It's, it's, it's that time already. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, we covered all kind of stuff in this episode, fellas. Man, we hit we hit the cats, and you know, the margin of error was already thin before last night. And you know you can't go half stepping down to Georgia or Mississippi nope. State with the way you've been playing because you can't just assume those are gonna be wins. You you, you gotta no. gotta get Oscar right. You gotta play defense. But at this point, guarding the pick and roll is. Doesn't look like it's gonna happen. And, and oh we, God! So a lot of lot of stuff to fix, a lot of work to do, a lot of uh, it's a yeah. it's a tightrope now that you, you just gotta walk this tightrope and and try. You know Tennessee, maybe they're struggling. You can they come in the rope limping. I mean they won't pay back, but they're not playing well, which is good. 
Uh, at Florida's gonna be tough. So hey, it's it's you know it's getting late as they say, and you don't have but one quad one win. So you gotta one chip now. Yeah, yeah. Mississippi State will be a quad one game on the road, but they're allergic to those, so we'll see. Yeah. So, man, fellas, we enjoyed it. Mitch Brown, thank you so much for, for hopping on here and dropping knowledge with us, chopping it up with us, uh, sharing that baseball and softball knowledge from the presser that you and AG went to. AG, glad you're healthy. Appreciate that. Jalen, man, appreciate all your insights as well. Get that QB perspective. Of course, man. Y'all check it out. Believe.com, wherever you listen to your podcast. And also our friends at the Sea of Blue, they always put up every episode of the podcast on their site too. So until next time, everybody stay safe. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll be back next week to chop it all up on Believe and Guitar. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube